Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we're going to be talking about a really cool topic today that people really enjoy. And we've got a great guest on, and we're going to talk about how loved ones still speak to us. And uh, why don't you introduce our guest, Heidi? I would love to. So as you said, we're going to talk about how loved ones still speak to us. And we're going to talk to someone who knows all about this. And her name is Michelle Claire. Michelle is a certified medium, a spiritual coach, an energetic healer, and an intuitive life coach, and a three-time near-death experience survivor. She suffered a traumatic brain injury in 2011. Shortly after this life-altering event, she started receiving information from those who have transitioned. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. When people found out you were going to be on, they gave us a couple of questions. Should we start with the questions? Sure, let's start with questions. Sarah asked the question, how do I know that my son is communicating with me? Yeah, so this is what I found. When I first started doing mediumship, I would be nervous because I would say, what if someone comes for a reading and their people aren't with them? And I say, I've got nothing for you, Right. That's not the case. I have never had that happen. So our loved ones are always connected to us. A lot of the ways that they will send us signs are ways that our human body will see them, know them, and respond. So some of the more common ones are smelling them, or they send us music, they send us songs. A lot of times, our loved ones in spirit will blend their energy with living animals. So butterflies, hummingbirds, deer, and all of a sudden, you'll see a deer run across the road, or the butterfly, or the hummingbird that lands on you. And so they speak to us with numbers, they speak to us in any way they can, that it will get our attention. Or I have a lot of people say, I see my loved one's name everywhere. It's on the plumbing truck going by. I Google an address. I'm on the street. That's their name. So they're constantly wanting us to know they are connected. That's so interesting because I've seen so many signs like that since my son was killed in 1983. We get, we find a lot of dimes. I've talked to people about the fact that you were going to be on the show at dinner. Okay. It was a couple. And I said, um, they asked me what my belief in the afterlife was. And, you know, we got into an interesting conversation, but uh, I said, have you seen, and the one guy said, oh, I'm an atheist. And, and I said, have you seen signs of your loved ones that have died? And you're, you know, they were talking about uh, their parents dying. And they said, no, we've seen nothing. And, and I said, would you want to see a sign? Very interesting. They said, no. Exactly. Oh, you'll, find what, you'll find what you're looking for, right? I know. <laughs> it's so interesting. And another friend of mine who's a professor that Heidi knows, Jim, Jim Heidi, he, uh, his wife died and it was my uh, husband's cousin. And I was talking to him about it. And I said, well, have you seen any signs from Jerry? And he said, oh, absolutely not. I'm, uh, I'm a professor. I believe in facts and footnotes. And so it's so interesting People, some people really don't want to see signs. Yeah, that, absolutely. Experience, Heidi? 
Well, you can be an atheist and still have see signs and believe in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a professor and I see signs. <laughs> so I guess, I guess it's interesting. I'd want to know from Michelle, because I, I hear what you're saying, mom. Michelle, I would think everybody would want to see signs, but it sounds like there are definitely people that don't want to see them. And what, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I really feel like this is the school of life. So everybody is okay exactly where they are on their path. There are people that really are not ready to see signs, whether because of religious beliefs, fears for whatever reason or things like that. And so I will say that this is all about love. And it's not that their universe isn't or their loved ones aren't still sending them signs, but they're not going to push them to a place where they would be uncomfortable or not um, be able to still be as easily connected to them. So, so the fact that some people don't want signs and don't want communications from their loved one, it's understood and it's okay on a bigger level. Wow. Well, this brings us to another email from Richard. I love this because it fits in so well. He said, my wife says that signs are real. How do I know? She gets uh, angry, annoyed with me because I don't believe in signs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yet they really are real. So here's the thing. We're talking about the non-physical world, working with the physical world. So for a lot of people on the other side, they have different abilities, just like we do in our human form. So you do not want me to sing for you. I'm not a good singer, but that doesn't, right? This is just our abilities, right? But I'm pretty darn good at mediumship. And then there are people on the other side that they're really good at sending feathers or songs or showing up in your dream visit. So they're using their best skills to connect with you. Um, we obviously can't make people believe in it, but you, on the other side, they don't discount it because they're always trying to get our attention. You have this intuition where you see it or you just get that, what about that little like ping in your head where you're saying, I need to reach out to my friend. I haven't talked to her in three weeks or this or that. And you call them and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst day ever. This is happening. So, so we already have this soul communication that's constantly happening around us. It's just a matter of the human us turning on our antenna and receiving the signal. Uh, I like the idea of soul communication, don't you, Heidi? I do. I'm wondering also, what is the main thing that people would want to know from their loved ones that have passed? I will tell you the one thing I always find the most important for them to know is that their loved ones are beyond okay. So for me personally, when I think of my loved ones who aren't here in the body with me, the next thing I want to know is, but are they okay where they are? They are beyond okay. And I know that from the information they give me, but I also know that from having three near-death experiences. So I've been able to be there and feel the love and feel the completeness of the place that they're at. And so it, we really don't have words in our vocabulary that do it justice. Uh-huh. I was going to ask you about the near-death experiences. I just wanted to know, I know after the third one, you all of a sudden could communicate with people from that had passed on, right? Is that true? Right. Yes. Well, it started when I was 12, when my grandfather passed. And then with each near-death experience, it opened up more. But with the third one, it just took it to a whole nother level. Wow. So we've got another question here from Mary. She says, I would love my dad to come to me. My dad died last year. I would love him to come to me in a dream. How can I make this happen? 
Yeah, so well, the two most powerful forces in the universe are love and intention. So before you go to bed at night, focus on how much you love your dad, but also receiving your dad's love for you. So a lot of times, my clients will say, you know, we, we feel like we're sending our love out to our loved ones, but we're not receiving their love for us. So, so do that receiving the love and then set the intention that tonight I will remember my dream visit from my dad. Sometimes our grief gets in our way a little bit with that. So it's kind of builds an unintentional wall and it makes it harder for them to, to connect with us, or maybe it makes it harder for us to remember it. But it's absolutely about setting that intention and then leaving that open space filled with love. Setting intentions are so important in life. I mean, in general. We try to get very logical, um, but spirit world isn't always logical in our human world. And so the signs that they will send us, the things that they will do to connect with us, sometimes we logically can't make sense of it. So we discount it, but it's not really to be discounted. Mm -hmm. So we have another one from Jenny, and she says that at my son's wake, um, he passed away a year ago, a woman came up to me and said, your son visited me and he wants you to know he's all right. Rather than feeling happy, I was extremely annoyed because why would he appear to this woman and not to me? And I found it just annoying that she would even come up and tell me. Right. Um, I can I can understand how one would feel that way. But I will say this. Our loved ones are always trying to get us messages. And in that moment, his path, his path of least resistance was to get the message to her friend who could tell her because probably because of her grief, she wasn't able to receive the message quite yet. And right. so he just he wasn't worried about annoying mom. He said, most importantly, mom needs to know I'm OK and I'm going to get that message to her any way that I can. So she should forgive her friend. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can be annoyed if, if people came up unsolicited and told you that kind of information. You could be annoyed, couldn't you, Hyde? Well, yes, because I think you could think, look, I'm the mother. He, my child would come to me first. But it makes sense if you have to have a certain vibration that's, that's not in grief to be able to receive these messages. So the, it sounds like this mother was grieving too. She was really in her grief and pain. And it, so this person, her son came to somebody else. Yeah. Yes. Not to, not to um, overlook his mom, but to get her the message he felt she most needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Okay. This fits into something Amy uh, had sent earlier. Are you able to communicate because you have a vibration? She wants to know, how do you get the vibration? Yeah, that's a great question. So here's the thing. We actually can all do this. What you need is a soul and every human has as a soul. So we all have the ability. I compare it to math, right? We can all do a certain level of math, but that doesn't mean we're going to be physicists. It doesn't mean so. It's something we can grow and work on and strengthen. With that being said, I like to talk about it about frequency, vibration, energy. It's all kind of the same thing, but think of it as a radio. So if I say today I'm going to connect with my angels, I'm straight dialing up channel 111. Tomorrow I'm talking to grandma. I'm going to channel 103. So think of it as frequency and energy, and we're tuning in to this station. So even though we're not listening to the AM radio right now, it's still playing, and those frequencies are all around us. We could turn it on if we wanted to. Wow. Now, how do you turn it on? How would you suggest to her that? Yeah. You begin, if she wants to do it herself, she wants to connect, how, does she, how do we start? 
Yeah, it's huge. So honestly, even with my abilities, I mentored and trained for four or five years before I started doing readings. But for doing it for ourselves, we find that place during the day where we get our aha moments or our connection to spirit. So for some people, that's meditating. For some people, it's a hot shower. For other people, it's driving or going for a run. So find that place that you automatically connect to spirit and then lengthen it and then ask a question before you go into it. So starting to use that time and space in your day intentionally. Wow. So do you ever get a reading that's that give you some negative information that you're hesitant to share with somebody? You know what? I don't because um, when I, I, so I'm very clear about my mantra and I say that all information that comes through me will be in light and love and for this person's highest good. And then I literally find myself surrounded by angels during the reading. And so I feel like they filter out the information. Now, let's say I was getting the energy that someone might have a car accident coming up. I would never say you're going to have a car accident because there's also free will that happens on this earth. And, 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 they, and if I say that, then they might actually cause the car accident because they'll say, oh my gosh, Michelle's usually right. I'm going to wreck. And then they you know, leave. So I would just say, hey, make sure you're driving carefully. Pay attention because not, I don't really believe everything is etched in stone. I do believe we come here and we have free will and that that happens, but it doesn't necessarily mean that was our whole life plan because mm -hmm. I do believe in pre-life planning also. Mm -hmm. I like, you know, one of the things that you said that I picked up on that I really like is if I want to communicate with my loved ones, start where you are. I love that. Which space are you feeling relaxed and connected in? Don't you like that, Heidi? Start where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I like that idea. And also doing your things in light and love. Um, you know, and because I, I think it could be maybe scary for someone to say, sit down and say, you know, I'm going to spend my time trying to get a vibration to connect with my loved one but uh, doing it in your own time and space. So I love the, the fact that you could, you know, begin to do that and, and also um, make the intention of that you're gonna have a dream. And you've given us some great information today. And I think some simple things that people can, can do, Michelle, really lovely. Oh, thank you. Yes, I would say whenever we wanna connect to our loved ones, do it as much as you can in a place of a light heart and a lighter energy. So when we feel really desperate, it lowers our vibration, which makes it harder for them to connect with us. But if we can do it in a place of fun, like, okay, I can't wait to see what you're gonna send me today. Okay, I can't wait to see our dream visit tonight. But if we can do it more lighthearted, it actually makes it easier for them. Great. Well, Michelle Claire, tell people how they can find you. The easiest way to find me is on my website, michelleclaire.net, and I have online and in-person events and readings. You can see my schedule. All of it's right there. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been really interesting and a lot of fun and very enlightening. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Michelle, and thanks for bringing hope to so many. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on the show today. And please visit us at opentohope.com. And remember, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation. 
where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.